Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Who knew? Well, I am just fine, thank you. No, I said, who knew? Not how are you? Oh, I thought you said, how are you? <laughs> you are not very nice. I'm not. I'm not a very oh, nice my. at all. What are you trying to do? I'm not noticing any of these. Oh, I don't want documents. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to show you something. This will be, you'll be hilarity. Hilarity? Uh, oh, okay. This may be my new favorite. I'm not sure, but you may you may enjoy it until then until then and you're gonna to have to describe it to everybody that's the problem is it really a problem oh <laughs> yes it is a problem so you're so psychedelic right now it's john has put some sort of swirly rainbow thing behind him i mean the rainbow part fits but the the swirly thing that's very you can tell your age you're, you're showing your age there buddy I didn't create it. I just. It's thought. very 1968. Yeah, I'd say even. The Summer of Love. Is that 1968? That was the Summer of Lust, I think. Uh, oh, 70 oh. was the love. I see. Okay. I, that makes sense. Did you just mute yourself? I think you just muted yourself because all I, I see your mouth moving. I can't, you can't hear me? Oh, now I can. Oh, your mouth was moving, but I couldn't hear you. Liar. There we go. Now I can hear you. Oh, now I can hear you too. Wow. Well, it's weird because I have not had any trouble with Zoom whatsoever. I, I haven't normally either. I'm going to try something different. You might hear a, or it might see me go blippy blip, blip blippity blip blip. So I just switched off of my internet. Now I'm going off my phone. I'm going to eat up all oh. my data and see if that makes a difference. Yes, eat up that data. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what, I, that's what I'm good at. So anyway, hi John. We're, hi, I, Nick, we're back. I'm focusing we're on, on Zoom. We're on Zoom. We're trying this out, and when we say back, you know, it's it's a week later. Absolutely, because you know we don't do our our um, podcasts, you know, two in a row at, or anything. You know, I'm not wearing the same clothes that I was wearing on yesterday last week's episode. You're not wearing the Aloha shirt. Actually, you are, but you you laundered it in between, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's been a whole week, so you've put a lot of stuff up in your office. You, yes, you there's hardly anything sitting here waiting to be unpacked. That's good. That's good. I, I see all the guitars that are on the wall that will never be touched ever again. They will be touched. <laughs> touched by little kids as they press it while no. they walk? No. No? No. Well, probably my granddaughter someday if we ever get to see her again. Yeah, right. So we're doing, and speaking of that, so and you can imagine what it would be like to you know to not see Peyton for a, a few weeks or whatever you go really that would never that would be weird and it's that would be very weird with not only with my son and daughter-in-law but with our granddaughter we just haven't seen her for for some time since this has become a thing um so Sunday tomorrow oh did I give yeah. away the <laughs> you're never supposed to say the day no, you Sunday. can say that, yeah, like our listeners don't know already. <laughs> Sunday in 2025. Right. Yeah, because yeah, we're, we're living future. so far in the future. Yeah, we're in the future. Mm -hmm. um, I'm taking the Harley, which is a brand new Harley. No, it's not. I'm taking <laughs> the Harley to visit my granddaughter and wave at her <laughs> from the ground floor. She'll be up on the balcony waving at us. So nice. That's how you do it, apparently. That's, I guess so. 
it's just but an excuse to get on the bike, so it's fine. It's a, a crazy, crazy time out there, isn't it? I uh, so in the in the last episode, we had briefly touched on the fact that um, I like to staycation. I like to be home, so I'm perfectly happy with what's happening right now because <laughs> I, I've been stuck in the house now for three weeks. My da- wife and daughter are going stir crazy, and I'm like, I'm still pretty pretty happy here. I'm fine. I'm fine. I've actually, I, I honestly have not seen the inside of my office because I, I have an office in the house and it separates me from the entire goings on. But we've actually been sitting at the dining room table all working together. And that's been fabulous for me. I've, my wife is, she looked at me yesterday and said, I need some alone time. I'm like, ah, okay. She knows that I don't. I actually prefer having everyone around all the time. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I'm kind of strange like that. And we all, the three of us, and I know we've discussed this before, I, our favorite line, but uh, the three of us are actually all only children. But I have a very distinct personality from my wife as an only child. I like to be around people. I don't necessarily like to be out in public, which is kind of strange, but I like I like being in a group of people. I like having, we actually bought this house because we had all, we had every intention to host parties, dinner parties and things like that, to have people around all the time. We haven't really done that yet in three years. And we keep saying we're going to, and, and we never finish the house or we never, we never invite people over because we're kind of hermitish in that sense. And now we can't. Um, but uh, I, I've, I like a lot of people around. My wife is completely the opposite. She doesn't want people around. She, she wants her, she needs alone time. She needs to go off and do her own thing. It's really interesting. And I'm, I'm waiting to see what Peyton's going to be like. Well, and I get the sense, I was just going to ask that because I, I mean, obviously I know you and the little I know Peyton uh, just from talking during potty balls when we had so much fun with that and just our normal interaction she seems more extroverted to me, but I could be. She's a little bit. I, I think it really just depends on the situation. Yeah. She goes back and forth right now. And that's what I mean by I'm, I'm looking forward to see. I don't want to see it because that means it's future and I don't want her to grow up anymore. And I also don't want to get older. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to seeing what, which side she leans towards or if she stays perfectly in the middle of the two of us. Yeah. Sometimes she's very extroverted. Sometimes she's very introverted. Um, and you know, I'm, I, I can be very extroverted when I'm hiding behind my keyboard, uh, doing a podcast, but I can be very introverted when I'm doing everything else. So, which hmm. you've seen, we've, we've been in training classes before, and I've, I've actually had a conversation with our good friend, um, Mr. Boza about mm-hmm. my learning style. My learning style is very much, I absorb everything. So when we are challenged in some of those training sessions to come up with questions, I'm always kind of the last person to ask a question because I need time to absorb everything, think about it, process it, and then I'll have questions. And a lot of times it takes a lot more time than what we have allotted in that training session. So, you know, I I do get, I I wouldn't say trouble. Trouble's the wrong word, but I'm going to use it anyways. I get in trouble because I don't ask questions. I'm not very extroverted during a training session, but that's why. Yeah, you know what, I I think... uh, there are things about which I'm much more passionate than other things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, things on which I'm what I would call a subject matter expert, I can usually zing pretty quickly with, because I'm, I'm thinking past my experience and, and this is, you know, how it's going to look when you try to do it this way. 
but other stuff, especially new things, new technologies, and and uh, uh, just just anything that's kind of cutting edge. I'm like you, I have to process it before I'm gonna. I'm not gonna shoot off questions from the hip if I can answer it myself by thinking through it and right. finding how it's gonna work. So I'm I'm with you on that. The only exception being if if something on which I would I'm an expert, if you will. That's then I'll answer or ask questions right from the start. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense too. And. But even then, I maybe and and maybe with some of it, when when it does come to subject matter, then I am a little bit more introverted, and I don't want to ask questions. But that could also be because maybe I'm processing and understanding what that person is saying, and then filling in the gaps based on my own experience. So I don't necessarily have those questions to ask, yeah. and I'm not just going to ask a question to ask a question. That drives me absolutely insane, especially when I hear. We have been coached to do that sometimes. If you yeah. want to be more visible and you want to, you know, earn some some more. There's a lot of people in our group. I understand it. It does. It it makes sense to me that the concept of trying to just be visible. It we we tell our clients to do that as well when we're teaching them about social media and we're teaching about um, digital marketing in general. It's it's not necessarily just a one and done thing. You have to stay top of mind. You have to stay abreast of everything you, you need to make sure that the customers know you exist because five minutes from now you don't in their mind so but, it's the same concept but the, it, it's a little different in that it, it, old school used to be all advertising is good advertising right and and where people would you know jump on and just say so you know do some flashy radio spot that was was nothing great but it was right. loud yeah and exactly so said, well that's good and and, and these days, because everything we do is so accessible all the time, mm -hmm. you can't hide from anything you've done nope. in the past. So you really need to be mindful of uh, what messaging you're putting out, whether it's one time during a call or whether it's, you know, a, a long-term advertising campaign. Exactly. Absolutely. You are 100% correct. I like when you say that. It just is so seldom. It is very seldom that I even say that because I hate to admit it. <laughs> Well, again, it doesn't happen often, so you don't get much practice. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm so introverted, too. I just don't like to say things like that. I have hey, to well, I have know. to take all the information in, absorb it, think about it. Whatever. You're write it in my diary. You're not as introverted as Jen. And when Jen and I do our podcast, um, it's a little different. <laughs> well, so, okay. And and we we did, so going back to two weeks ago, or... Mm -hmm really last week when we talked about two weeks ago, yep. we did try to do a podcast and we had a lot of me. technical issues. No, you and I tried to do one. Oh, so, oh I thought you meant you and Jeff. Go. No, no. We, when we had a lot of technical difficulties and now I'm learning that now that I've switched over to my data plan on my phone, we haven't had a pip or a pop. And even though I have exceptionally fast internet here, something's wrong. So I'm going to have to get that fixed because it's working on my phone. Strangely enough. Why are you pointing at me? Stop because playing. you always say, oh, my download speed is not always. But it is. Today. It is. Every time I test it. It's, it's so, so it can't be me. It must be you. Well, so two things. One, let's get back to what I was saying, which also will segue into, stop pointing at me. <laughs> we'll also segue into what I'm about to, to um, explain 
So John and I were trying to do a podcast. It didn't work, which is why we skipped a week because we, we thought, okay, let's do it on a Monday night. Monday night is when I put all the podcast stuff together and put all of the social media stuff together to, to go out at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning, which is and when you, you're let used Let me just say, as an aside, you have, for a year plus, you have been incredibly effective at that, and it's been incredibly consistent, really. I mean, there are a couple of glitches in between, but truly, most of the time, it's technology-based stuff that suddenly we'll stop recording because of whatever and yep. we just have glitches yeah. and you, but despite all that you have put into your credit uh, a great amount of time and effort getting the podcast out at 6am every week on Tuesday. That's yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It, and it's, it sounds, it sounds a lot more uh, fancy than it is. It's not that much work. I mean, seriously, it, if you guys ever want to learn about podcasting, John and I literally put in what an two hours a week doing podcasts. I mean, that's everything that's putting yeah. it together, editing. It's, it's putting it up. It's doing all the social media around it. It's not, it's not time consuming. If we actually planned for our podcasts and, and did interviews and things like that, it probably would take a little bit more time, but it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, that's probably why it's not so polished as some of the other ones that are extremely popular out there. But you know, Hey, we, we put in 15 more minutes here and there. We might be, we might actually be able to compete. Uh, anyway, so when John and I had a lot of technical difficulty, uh, we, it was, it was the 11th hour and there was no time for me to put anything together. I, I couldn't even get an old episode up because even with the old episodes, I've got to pull it out of the archives. I've still got to, I don't have to edit it necessarily, but I still have to encode it. I still have to put it up. I still have to write something up. It, it takes, it takes time and there just wasn't any time to do it. So I apologize for, for missing that day, but I tried to make up for it by doing something that John and I have been talking about for a really long time. And that is we, we actually want to start putting out more content. We want to start putting out more podcasts. So we were going to have the regular potty Miles podcast, which would come out on Tuesday. And then maybe on a Thursday, we haven't, we haven't figured out how we're going to do it yet, but maybe on a Thursday, and this is kind of our pre-announcement to our announcement, we were going to actually do an interview series where John would interview someone and I would interview someone. So it wouldn't necessarily be the two of us talking together. Sometimes it would be, but not always. And, and just start, start building up extra content and just having it there. And we could also use that if something were to happen on one of our regular Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. My plan was to start with my wife. My wife was going to be my first interviewee. So la that week when we didn't have an episode, I actually started um, recording my wife. My wife and I had a conversation and we kept getting interrupted by Peyton or <laughs> friends or a knock at the door or first of all, because Jen has never done it before. She's never sat in front of a microphone to talk. It was very slow to start because she didn't know what to say. She got very comfortable after about 10 minutes and that was fun. And the conversation start getting, start, started to get to be a lot of fun. But again, we got interrupted or the phone would go off or an email would come in. And, and so we, the actual interview only took about five minutes. If, if I were, when I edited it down, every good part after I cut everything out, it only lasted about five, maybe 10 minutes at the most. It wasn't, it wasn't good. We still planned to do it again. It was a dry run. I looked, I looked at it more of as, as a practice thing, but I was a little disappointed that I wasn't able to put it together and get that out either. 
That being said, part of my technology issue, I think, is my office is a long way away in my house, is the furthest point away inside the house from my uh, router, from my Wi-Fi router. For my Mac, even though it says I have full bars, I do get that interruption every once in a while. So I'll get 300 meg download and then nothing. And then 300 meg, it, it just, it's very intermittent. And I think that has to do with the Wi-Fi. I actually plug my uh, work computer into the hard, I hardwire that into the internet. So I never have that problem using my work computer, but of course I'm not going to use my work computer to do personal stuff. So mm -hmm. I can't do that with my Mac because it doesn't have the interface to do that because it's the newer ones and they don't really, they don't like the hardwire thing, I guess, anymore. The Mac doesn't. So, so what all that to say is the plan this weekend actually is we are taking it two steps back. I know something we talked about during the missing episode. We redid Peyton's bedroom. She wanted to paint it and move things around. So we actually went in, took all of her, um, all of her furniture out, painted it, and then put it in the way she wants it. So her bed's moved. She's got a few other new things and got pictures up the way she wants it. But 90% of the stuff that was in there before isn't there anymore. It's all sitting in the guest room in a big pile, which is wonderful. But anyway, she also said that she doesn't want as many of her toys anymore. We've always put her toys in our bonus room, which is where we watch TV and stuff. She doesn't want a lot of them. She just wants a few things. And she's actually transferred a lot of that stuff from there into her bedroom. Mm. So this week's plan is to clean out the bonus room and actually turn that into a podcast studio, which is going to be helpful with, the, with this computer because that's where the router lives. Closer. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And when I'm in there, I don't get that. I don't get the drop. I don't get that Wi-Fi drop. So... I know that was a long story for a, a little, you know, uh, very small payoff in the end. But hey, that's my, that's how I do story. We'll be that's the judge of that. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> it's either that no, or I invest in a lot more money. Invest a lot more money into new um, Wi-Fi hotspot nodes all over the house, which I don't really want to do right now because, you know, we're in a crisis, and I don't want to spend money. We. We are in a crisis. And you know what? And you think about that, too. And there are, uh, I mean, we have to count ourselves fortunate because we, it really hasn't impacted our jobs to a large degree. I mean, despite the amount that you travel and that I historically have traveled, that um, we are now able to do a lot of our consulting and a lot of our work. Um, this way through webinars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. through, uh, we are very fortunate. Oh my God. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to play the pessimist in this though. I don't yeah. know how long it can last. I know. Well, I don't either. Although I don't think uh, anyone really does. No, it, look, anything. If you think that you are uh, insulated in any way, uh, no matter who you work for or whatever, you're not. Yeah. Um, there are things that can change. And, and I guess my dream is to be prepared for anything. Right. And I'm not even nope. at my advanced yeah. age, uh, but, <laughs> but I'm a lot more prepared than I was 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, which is pretty much your advanced age. So, exactly. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it really is, it's a different set of rules 
And I, and I think maybe that uh, the whole COVID-19 thing is, if we look at the bright side, it's a way for us to learn how to be more prepared. And mm -hmm. I hope that's going to be the outcome. Uh, unfortunately, I think one of the other outcomes is it's going to cost us a lot of small businesses. It is. Uh, it is. That regardless of how the government right. is trying to help and so on, it's, it's, it's going to cost us a lot of small businesses. I think so too. But you can also put a positive spin on that is I, I think it's, it's kind of a restart button. In a, in a sense for a lot of people and for a lot of things, you know, maybe some of those small businesses, they didn't need to exist. If they can't weather it, maybe that was an indication that they needed to reevaluate how they do their business. So I'm just, take, I'm, I'm just throwing that no, out. No, 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 that's good. And I love this about you. I, I, let's, let's look at um, restaurants, which mm -hmm. is kind of, to me, it's like a barometer of small business. I would say, and I'm just guessing, but, in my opinion, in my educated opinion, probably half of restaurants are undercapitalized anyway. Yes. And yep. Especially small ones. And so the slightest blip can cause them to completely throw up their hands. And yeah. it's, it's sad because some of them are wonderful ideas and so on, but they're just undercapitalized. Right. They're, or they're poorly managed. Right. That's possible. Um, the, the, maybe they're new to that business though, you know, the food service business or, or hospitality business in general, they don't know how to do it. And rather than wait for that learning to come in and so on, again, here's for many of us, the immediate gratification, they dive into this business thing, thinking that the business will support what they need it to right. on its own. Even if it's a great idea, that's highly unlikely in the first year or two. Right, exactly. So uh, it's you're right in the sense that you know let the strong survive, but I think for a lot it's let the best prepared survive. So how do you prepare yourself to succeed despite anything? And who could have forecasted something like this? Right, um, especially in today's world. Um, but you can see how susceptible we really are if we are not prepared. Right. And, and this is, if we look at a lot of news and a lot of um, op-ed pieces and, and stuff like that throughout the last five or six years, that's exactly what a lot of people have been talking about is how unprepared, especially the millennials and, and the youth are to, to be able to weather anything like this. And not even just millennials. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm a cusper, so I'm kind of, depending on whose metrics you look at, I'm either a millennial or I'm a Gen Xer. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, again, I'm, I've, my birthday is just right on that edge, right? So I, but I, I have leanings towards both sides. I'll, I'll be happy to admit that. I am not prepared. I was never taught necessarily how to be prepared. Um, what I've learned, I've, I've learned on my own and through trial and error. And, you know, if something were to happen, the recommendation is to have three to six months worth of living expenses covered. I have maybe a month. I'm perfectly honest. I'm like probably most, I'm probably luckier than most because I have at least a month, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you look at it that way and you look at me being lucky because I have that short of amount of time that I could, 
you know, live and, and live at the same, I'm talking about living at the same lifestyle level. Sure, right. Um, you know, there, there are probably some things we could cut and extend it out maybe two months at the most if we really, really wanted to, but who really wants to do that? Come on. I mean, really? Um, so, you, you know, you, you look at that and yeah, you know, I take that back. I'm thinking about it. I could, I could do, a, I, if we cut back a little bit, we could probably extend it three months. Okay. But so let me just, uh, this is um, a Forbes article, mm-hmm. careerbuilder.com says that 78% of Americans, Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And I'm not saying we don't, we do. I just know that I, I have, I have something that I do not touch. It's, it's, you know, yeah. it's, I, I just, it's my, it's my safety net. Sure. And, and you know, that unfortunately that safety net was put in place when I had a lot less income and a lot cheaper lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? I, I have been in that situation. We've talked about it before on the podcast. We, my wife and I, I used the term loosely or, or, or the phrase loosely when we lost everything because we made some choices where it didn't really affect our, our life. You know, our, our credit did suffer a little bit, but it wasn't long lasting. It was like, you know, we had everything fixed within a year instead of having to wait that 10 years. If you go into, into bankruptcy, we never went into bankruptcy. Let's just put it that way. But we lost everything. I mean, we, our bank accounts were empty. Our, our retirement was gone. Uh, we had to downsize everything. You know, we've been in that situation before and I don't want to ever have to be in that situation before. And that's why that nest egg came again, yeah. not a big one. It's not going to last us very long, but it'll at least get us to a point where we, we hopefully can recover without having to quote unquote, lose everything. Right. right? And, and when you think about Nick, how, how things have changed though, and, and really just the whole, uh, you look at, well, I have retirement, so I can, we're in a state where depending upon how, and I think we're, we're seeing uh, hopefully the limits of the COVID virus, that the uh, coronavirus, that it's not going to, it's going to damage the economy, but it's not going to wreck the economy. Right. Uh, I don't think. However, you think if there's something that is like this on a bigger scale that could, I, I mean, what if it, what if it just killed the dollar? What if, what if, you know, suddenly this three months of money is just that, and that's yeah. another thing to look at. Yeah. It's money that you're going to give to whom and how is it going to be spent? What's it buying for you? So some of it and the quote unquote preppers would tell you, that it's not about the cash, although that's important, but it's about being prepared in other ways as well. Right. And, right. And now I think we're we're getting some people who see, wow, um, that could happen. Yeah. And some of those folks who laughed at the people who bury con- uh, the one of the big containers underground. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. preppers who yeah. are well, we're going in here and we're not going to come out until the nuclear holocaust or whatever else yeah. causes it, but. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of a virus. No, well, exactly. And, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I am a little bit of a prepper. I'm not to that extent, you know, I'm not going to bury a, a, 
bomb shelter in my backyard, even though that'd be really cool to have a man room. That's why I'm not coming to your house if the shit hits the fan. Right, that's right. Well, if the shit hits the fan, I'm going to my dad's. Um, Yeah, me too, actually. You told me where he lives. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, I, I, but we always have a stockpile of water. We always have a stockpile of, of dry foods and stuff like that. And to be perfectly honest, we in the last, so it's been three weeks now that we've been at home, five weeks for the people that are listening to this podcast at this point. Yeah. But we, uh, we, we stocked up before any of this ever happened, not because of this, but we, we did a, a big Costco run. Um, just because we go to Costco every month or so and just buy our bulk stuff that we need. And and with the exception of having to get um, fresh foods, like fresh vegetables and fruits and stuff, which Jen loves that. I love that. So it's and it's that it's still available. So we're going to. With the exception yep. of that, we haven't had to go to a store. We have been we we just uh, we this week was the first time we actually did an order. We did a Costco order online. So we bulked up on a bunch of stuff. It's going to last us another month and a half. And we did a <clears throat> wine order. Um, so, you know, we've, we've stocked up on that because we went through our wine. But, uh, you know, I know, I know. I'm, I've got plenty of whiskey, so we're good. But... But in all seriousness, you know, we, we did, we stockpile stuff that we know that we can, and, and to be perfectly honest, even if we didn't have the fresh stuff, we would have been fine. We were fine for the first three weeks. We didn't, and, and usually three weeks should be enough, right? For three people living in a house, not changing their eating style, like we weren't rationing or anything. We were eating sure. what we wanted when we wanted. Yeah. We, and even without getting more food in the house, we still had plenty of food to last, if, if it got down to the bare bones, we probably could have lasted another month with the amount of food we have in the house. Before you had to go deer hunting. Before we had to go deer hunting or start <laughs> scavenging or, or, you know, try to, you know, break into our neighbor's house and steal their stash. Nice. Uh, so, but I, I have always done that. We've always, we always have food and, and the stuff that we need set aside for us. And I think my wife is leaving because I hear the garage door opening. <laughs> um you mean leaving you like forever or no what time is it oh she's probably go- speaking of fresh groceries she's probably going to we have so that's the other thing uh, right now has been with all these businesses it's a perfect segue because one thing we've been talking about to our dealerships when we consult with them virtually is you need to be prepared for the new normal And going back to what you were saying about a lot of small businesses and a lot of restaurants and things like that, the ones that adapt and are adapting to that new normal are the ones that are going to survive. So, and and so let's not just say survive, let's say thrive, thrive. Absolutely. Yep. In this marketplace. Yeah. So we have a bunch of farmers now in the area and we've always had them. They have the CSA boxes where you pay a membership fee and, and you get a box full of fresh vegetables every single week. Um, Normally, they don't start until May, but our local CSA box, and these are some people that have children that go to the same school my daughter goes to, um, they have a CSA box that they've opened up for April. So we paid 120 bucks, and we're going to get 10 pounds of fresh fruits and veggies every week for now in April. And all we have to do is go, we, all we have to do is go pick it up. And it's, it's a, it's a, you know, a handoff. We, they, you can call them if you don't want to get out of your car. You call them and they'll go put it in your trunk for you. 
that's awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty neat little thing, but it's fresh. Fr- it's it's fresh fruit and vegetables. It's it's there. It's what you need. It's what's available, yep. and you're helping out the local farmers. So uh, brilliant, and and that's great on so many levels. But again, a perfect example of of a business thriving when they adapt and do it well like that. Yes, um, I, I just read an article about and saw somebody's Facebook post about uh, Walmart and I think Costco and Target, if I'm not mistaken, in Wisconsin and maybe countrywide, are now limiting the number of shoppers in their stores at the same time. Right. To five per 1,000 square feet. Jeez. Well, so, and I'm thinking about that, and this guy posts on Facebook that, oh my gosh, there's going to be lines at the front of the store and it's going to be crazy and I'm not going to, and wait, I did just a tiny bit of research and found that the average Walmart has 180,000 square feet. Wow. By my math, that's 900 people at once in a Walmart. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's a problem? And you know what? And if, if you, this is one thing I don't understand and maybe you can explain it to me because, you know, you're uh, much more advanced in years than I am. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> what did you say, to son? Me, to me, and and this is before any of this happened. My favorite thing was click list. You go shopping online, you click everything that you want, you spend less money, you get everything you need, you pull up in front of the store and someone puts it in your car for you. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's basically, it's the same thing as Amazon. I mean, you're ordering off of Amazon, someone's fulfilling it and they're shipping it directly to your house, except you have to go out. But you still don't so, have any personal interaction if you've yep. got just people that are working in the store in the store by themselves. Why don't they just convert? They're doing it with restaurants. Why don't they just do it with grocery stores? What is the big draw for everyone to have to go into a grocery store? I know, I know. Okay, go for it. Because you buy stuff that you wouldn't have bought otherwise. That's but that's why. so that's good for the grocery store, but that's no, not for good sure. for people. Why do people still that'll, insist on going to the grocery store? That will come back because sometimes they like to see things. They like to see what's out there. Ask yourself that about Costco. Now you may fill out a list and do that. I love going to Costco because suddenly I need stuff that I hadn't even thought about. That's the problem. That's why it gets so expensive. It does. My, You're absolutely the, right. Our Costco run online is costs half as much oh, as sure. if I were there in person. For sure. But you didn't get those lucky brand jeans that you had your eye on. That's true. That's true. But do I need them? I'm sitting in my pajamas, you know, different from the pajamas I was sitting in last week. Uh, yeah, for all yeah. I know, you don't even have pants on. I don't. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. That's why no one will buy your chair at a garage sale. Uh, well, yeah. strangely enough, this chair did come from a garage sale. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that you, it reminds me of the Jim Gaffigan thing about hotels. He said, I got into the hotel and I got down on the couch and I took my pants off and I laid on the couch and I thought, this is awesome. But then I thought, there is nothing you can do in a hotel that hasn't already been done. Very before. true. <laughs> very true. Very disgusting, but very true. <laughs> yes. So that's one big thing that out of everything that's been happening with this COVID-19, that's one thing that we're not going to be able to do is, is give travel tips because <laughs> we don't travel anymore. Here's my travel tips. Get a Harley. There you go. My travel tip. Uh, My Harley trip is, or my Harley, my Harley trick. I was going to say my travel trick is is buy a Mercedes. Ah yes, you have a good trick and you're enjoying it. I well, I haven't driven it in three weeks, but yeah. 
Well, but think about what it's doing to the future value. That's you're so lucky. I am so lucky. <laughs> I'm so. Uh, I, I shouldn't say I haven't driven it. I did need to get to something in the garage. Well, actually, no. I was pressure washing the the driveway, so I had to pull and and I needed the space in the garage to move stuff around. So I had to pull. We, we've my daughter named the car Midnight. So I had to pull Midnight out of the garage and park it on the street. So I did get to drive Midnight for half a second. That's awesome. Yeah, I did. You, you'll enjoy this though. So when I was in the garage and had to back it down the driveway and out into the street and reposition it, I did make sure all the windows were down and the sunroof was open. Oh, well, I did that. Yeah, so I, I got a little sun. I got to feel the breeze in reverse. Uh, in my hair, what was left of it, in my beard. <laughs> well, let me just assure you that had I done that in my truck when I was backing it out of the driveway a hundred times, because we had a dumpster on one I half of the driveway. I saw the picture. Oh, good gosh. Um, so, yeah, it, it would have I would have frozen to death because it was chilly and has been <laughs> up until the last couple of days. So I'm looking forward to rolling down a window. I did ride the Harley over from the old house to the new one. Um, but what was the temperature? And it was uh, 45. Ah, that's a little, it's bit a little chilly. chilly when it's yeah. moving at you 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyway, but it was still a beautiful day and wonderful to be able. That's to good. It's good. We've actually yeah. had some really nice weather because we, one of the, the tough parts, especially for the first week we were in isolation, let's call it just what it is. <laughs> it was my daughter's spring break, which is where, when we were supposed to go to Disney. Right, and th that was a whole story about how that happened because um, I came home from a business trip and we were supposed to leave the next day, and I didn't want to. I was I I had enough of the news. I was having an anxiety attack, um, and and I would I, I do think we need to talk about anxiety here yeah. soon. I think a lot of people are getting over that, but initially we had a lot of a lot of people who who suffer from extreme anxiety. I don't I, think it's just initially. I think it's I mean. It, it, those who maybe like yourself who were initially anxious, I think now it's creating a new level of anxiety for some people three weeks in. Who are I just, agree. I, but well, I, I think it has to do with circumstances. I'm home. I'm, I'm being forced to be home in a good way. I'm not saying that's a negative thing. I'm glad, <laughs> but my anxiety has subsided. And for, for a while there is, I, I was on medication for anxiety a long time ago, uh, back, a lot you of know, who were. Yeah, and, and first of all, let's go back even further. I never believed in anxiety. I thought it was just someone just being whatever, you know, my, my grandmother suffered from it. And I, I came from a, I came from a family with a lot of physicians and, and people that worked in the medical industry who, who didn't really believe that anxiety was a disease. It's changed a lot since, but uh, you know, I, I learned a lot too from some of those family members who kept quiet about it. And when I finally started developing things, they actually came out and said, you're suffering from anxiety. You might want to look into medication. And I took that advice and it helped. Awesome. I'm no longer on medication. I haven't been for, for many years, mm -hmm. but I was able to learn to control it and understanding it as part of controlling it. Yeah. But... Once in a while, I'll have an, an attack, and it usually lasts two or three days. I can work my way through it through meditation, through 
you know, just trying to write my, my thought process and, and just try not to expose myself to a lot of, of negative things, avoiding other people that have it. Because one thing with anxiety is if you tell someone your symptoms who has anxiety, they all of a sudden manifest those, ex- those exact symptoms. So you, you try to avoid those sort of things. And, and it usually goes away in three days. This one didn't. This one lasted, it was a full on two weeks. And wow. I thought for a second, I'd have to go back on medication just to control it because it was bad. But it has since gone away, luckily. Awesome. Um, anyway, that was a whole other conversation I wanted on a different yeah. podcast. But, uh, and maybe we, we still can. I'd love to hear from other people who do suffer from anxiety or those who never thought they, they might, but this is triggering something. Well, you know, I, I'm hoping that we can maybe start a conversation. Head up to our website and get, go to our social media accounts and, and talk to us about it. I'm, I'm perfectly – if you guys haven't learned anything from me in the last 60-plus episodes – I hope you've learned that I'm a pretty open person when it comes to talking about stuff like that. I really don't right give now. a shit. If, if, if you haven't learned anything from me in the past 60 episodes, well, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. You should have said that. <laughs> Sorry. You kind of did. I was so hoping. Please say that's on me. Yeah. I see. I don't think that fast. Um, <laughs> I don't but but I, I would love to hear I, I would love to start a conversation about that. You know, I, it does help to talk about it. We'll avoid the uh, like I said, we'll avoid all of the symptoms. But yeah, you know, if you if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. John's here. He he's been my sounding board for for the last year and a half, two years. So, and can I say that I'm glad because I used to be your diving board, and that is not yeah, that's board. no, it's not. I mean, boing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyway, back to what we were talking about. So I, I think with with everything that's been going on, we've been kept in uh, or, or or forced to uh, to stay in captivity. It's the weather. That's where I was going with that. The weather for that week was nasty. It rained the entire week, so we didn't get to go outside and do anything. Oh, yeah. But the subsequent weeks, they've we've had a couple of days here and there in the seventies and eighties, and it's been sunny. Today is going to be seventy five. It's beautiful. It's sunny out. Uh, we've gotten a lot of work done on the yard, um, yeah, which we haven't done. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that made an episode or if that was part of the doesn't one. Matter. That out. Doesn't matter. I did I mention it to you. I know that we're, we're, we're actually friends. So we are we friends. Talk we talk more than just on the podcast. I know. It's been a little, uh, a little spotty here and there, John, but you know, I won't hold that against you. Spotty quality, you were calling Spotty quality. I like that. Spotty quality. <laughs> Well, I did text you uh, this morning, which would have actually been last week's morning, which is yes. not the same morning as this morning. Oh. But I did say, don't forget about um, about me, potty friend, or quaddy friend, or potty quaddy, or <laughs> yeah, like I didn't hear that in grade school. Potty quaddy, different. You said <laughs> potty quaddy. Now I'm saying uh, potty quaddy. You couldn't tell when it was a kid. Oh, they that's yeah. yeah. It's like my my uh, the neighbor kids. They call Peyton. Payton. Hey, Payton. Payton. Can you come out and play Payton? Yeah, exactly. And that's the cowboy who was in, uh, it was uh, Silverado. I don't think, I don't think I've seen Silverado. You should. It's, um, oh, wait, that's a different song. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Desperado. That hurt my ears. Uh, (laughs) Kindest thing anyone's uh, ever said to me about my singing. (laughs) That was Danny Glover and, uh, uh, who's the, um, oh gosh, I won't be able to think of the name, but that's okay. Uh, Danny Glover. I knew that much. Yeah. Peyton was played by uh, Kevin Klein. 
Oh, that had to be good. I'll have to look yeah, that was, up. You should. So it was not my opinion. And you can, I'm not trying to taint what you think, but if you watch it, and it's from many years ago, so listeners, if you haven't seen it, it's one of, it's one of my probably three or four favorite westerns. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, Kasdan, Lawrence Kasdan did the music. It's hmm. just epic music. And so I think you'll appreciate it. Have good speakers when you, when you okay. watch it. But, I don't uh, right now. Going back to a conversation from the last yeah. week, you yeah. have a Samsung Curved. I was talking about my Samsung Curved TV that yep. went out. Yep. I have my, an old LCD screen. Uh, it's a 55 inch, it's a big TV, it's heavy. It's always kind of sat in the background because I inherited it a long time ago. I mean, it's from the early 2000s. Okay. And I mean, it's still got a great picture, but you put the sound up and if it's the volume's too high, the back part of the, the <laughs> screen starts to rattle and you lose all of the sound it's horrible and it sounds like it's about to explode so we've been watching a lot of the uh, avengers movies with peyton while oh, cool. we've been in isolation um and whenever there's a fight scene or something like that it's like, like oh, horrible i need a new tv so bad but again saving money because you know we don't know what's gonna happen then i won't tell you the one i just got i know you did tell me the one you just got dick I just want ever, but just hung it on the wall. That's what I'm most proud of, not the TV. But the right, you got it up on I the wall. Was able to get it on the wall, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, 65. It's yeah, I've got I've I've got the next TV picked out, and it is a 65 inch. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go with the QLED or the Ultra HD because they're basically the same thing. Uh, the QLED, I know. You did not hear that last part about it being basically the same thing. It's not the same. It's it different. is the same. No, it's the no, same it's thing. Not. It's the same you thing. Have not looked at what they do. It's the open and shut, open and shut. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but the OLED, way more expensive. I yep. couldn't see that. No, I can't. I, and I well, mean, and the OLED, the, the technology behind the OLED, once it gets a little bit more advanced, yes. I think it will go far and beyond the QLED. But yeah. The OLED also brings back um, artifacting. So if you leave a screen or you leave a picture up, it's going to leave that artifact on the screen again, yeah, which is that. something you want to try to avoid, <clears throat> something we have after they went from LCD to LED. But it has the pure blacks. It does have the pure blacks. Black. Yep. And, and, and that's so. part of the complaint that I've heard about the OLED is that because of the pure blacks, because they haven't advanced the technology enough, that the lights are still not bright enough, which you oh, get the bright colors with the QLED. I don't know who these people are doing the reviews, but I have to tell you, I looked at this one, and, and the one it replaced, and the only reason we changed TV, so let me be clear, is not to spend frivolously, but because the people who bought our house requested that the flat screen stay in the bar. Oh, nice. So, so that's why. And it okay. breaks. I didn't have to take it down. So rock and roll. Yeah. And, and I got to get a new TV. So. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so it was good reasoning behind it, at least in my mind. But the picture difference, and that one was five years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 55 inch. Um, um, and it, it, was, it was a great TV. But yeah. This one is head and shoulders. I don't even know. I don't want a nicer TV because... I won't be able to process it and say, oh, this is a piece of crap. It's like the old stereos. Yeah. Steve Martin did a funny bit on, on well, I got the two speakers. You want the stereo? And the guy said, dude, you need the quadraphonic. And then he got the four speakers. And wow, you know this one? 
after I listened to it for a while, it sounds like crap. Yeah. <laughs> so I need the it's, 10 speakers. It, it, I jumped on the curved screen bandwagon, which I think for for TV for computer monitors, it's still a pretty big thing. But it for TVs, it's kind of gone out of favor, mainly because and and when I bought the TV, the reviews weren't out there yet. A lot of people were in the same boat. So the things that happened to my TV, in in the let's see when I when I bought it was two thousand and thirteen. No. 2015. I bought it in 2015. So it was only five years old and it's out. It is completely dead. And yeah. it, it was a slow process. It didn't just one day work and one day not. No, it's been slowly dying over the last few years. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's perfectly normal. It's happened to every single person. And to get it fixed costs more than to buy a new one. And, so we've become, and I, I call it a big lighter society. Because mm -hmm. It's like big lighters. I used to smoke. So my, the big lighter go, you throw it away. It's not like you're going to get it fixed. Right. But that's what happens with blenders and <laughs> with TVs. Yep. And, and that's why small appliance repair people are no more because yeah. it would cost more for the parts than it would to replace it. Yeah. Well, we just did that with our toaster. Our toaster just went out. And I, I remember growing up, I had a toaster that my mom had from the 70s, and it still worked great. In fact, my mother-in-law has a, a toaster oven. And, and the reason I bring that up is so our toaster went out, and we've never had a toaster oven. And I found one that did pizzas and stuff. And it was really, it was 60 bucks. I'm like, I'm going to do, a, let's try a toaster oven. I think that'd be fun. So we, we replaced it with a toaster oven. And the very same day we got the toaster oven, my mother-in-law called and said, my toaster oven actually just went out. What did you guys buy? Her toaster oven is 35 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And, and for it to last that long was incredible. Yeah. I mean, our toaster itself was probably 12 hmm. and, it, and it died. It just died. And you were, we're not gonna go get it fixed. There's no one to fix it. I know I could tear it apart. I probably wouldn't be able to put it back together. But what am I going to fix? It's not like I can order a part for it off of Amazon. They'd rather sell you because it's going to be just as much as buying a new toaster. For sure. And so, so economically, it makes sense. So even though your toaster was <clears throat> toast, uh, <laughs> you, well, it was too easy. Come on. Yeah, it was. It was pretty easy. That's why you got that kind of laugh instead of a genuine one. I know. I appreciate it. I like that laugh too. Uh, but, but because of that, yeah, you look economically and say, well, it doesn't, and look, there's an argument to be made for repurposing and, and all of that. And I get that argument, but when it's something that's technology based, that's electronic yeah, and it doesn't make sense financially to right. what end are you going to spend money just to bring this thing back to life for another year? Yeah, or maybe. Maybe because it's going to do that. That was the other thing. There are some people that did just go ahead and spring and get the TV fixed. Yep. And they said it did the same thing two years later. Oh, geez. Okay. So what's, I, I don't want to go through it again. I'm just, for sure. So I, I'm, I'm going, going off of the curve. It was really, it was great. Um, we thought that it made a difference, but then when we actually put it in a space where it was supposed to function differently from a regular flat, flat screen, it didn't. So mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't everything that they claimed it would be. So I'm going back to a regular flat screen. Well, and so this, so my curved screen monitor, the only reason I bought it was because it was, it was reasonably priced and mm -hmm. 
less actually than several of the flat screens I looked at. I thought I would kind of like to have a big monitor. And so this is 32, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Which is huge to me for a computer monitor. I had a 20 or something for a while and, and that was fine. Um, and then we get on our laptops, our work laptops. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so tiny. But so this is cool. The only benefit I can see is if you're gaming or, yeah. or maybe watching a well, movie or something and you're close to it. Yep, exactly. It develops you a little more. But if you're at a normal distance. Yeah, it's, the, and that's, that was the problem yeah. with the TV because it's not yeah. big enough. It's not like you're in a theater where you're being right. fully enveloped by it. Exactly. Right. And I can see that with the computer monitor, which is probably why the monitors are still as popular as they are versus yeah, the television. So. But again, they cut the price enough to make it. Right, attractive. make it attractive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, yeah. That's, that wasn't my, well, because when I'm playing Doom, it's going to be really awesome. Right, right yep. So anyway, John, uh, it's been really a lot of fun catching up. It's been a while. It's been when a week. Nick uses my first name, I know it's time to go. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. you know. We've, we've already kind of. my mother. John Frederick. John Fred. Ooh, your middle name me. is Frederick? Yeah, it is. I told yeah, you, right my, my mom used to call me Nikki Dum Dum. <laughs> Your middle name is Dum Dum? No, it was actually Dom Dom, but it sounded like Dum Dum because, um, or or Icky Nicky. That was the my favorite Icky Nicky, because my name is Nicholas Dominic Cubic. Got it. Icky Nicky. <laughs> and Nicky Dom Dom came because my middle name's Dominic. I love that. Yeah. I I'm yeah I'm gonna need to to use that again. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, so that's, my daughter has a, a nickname and she's not a fan of it, but everyone uses it. And we actually started using it cause we love it. And it's PK cause it's Peyton Cubic PK. Yeah. yeah. She hates it. But I, I was, I'm, but I'm so proud of the fact that she has a nickname because I had a nickname, but it, I didn't get it until I was in high school and I loved my nickname and people from high school and college still call me that. No one else calls me it, but and it was cubes. Cubes. Well, I've called yeah. you that before. You do call me that, but I think I've told you the story before. Yeah. Because we talk. Maybe that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's I so I'm really excited that she has a nickname now. I don't know why. I'm living vicariously through my daughter. But anyway. <laughs> well, we always called my son MJ. His middle name, oh, this is funny. His middle name as before we leave. His middle name is Jace, J-A-S-E. Oh, interesting. Not really, if you knew the story, it came from <laughs> a novel that his mom was reading. And I'm yeah. thinking of the, it was like a romance novel with uh, Fabio on the cover, you know, with the flowing hair. Well, Jay decided he wanted to, you know, so it's going to be a, it, it's, it, so, but she liked the name, so it's Jace. He has been uh, on his, oh gosh, was it his, his diploma from college? He or his, his grad certificate is Michael Jose. Oh no! <laughs> and I wasn't his driver's license, but I think it was a uh, uh, one of the licenses that he got. But it's got, but it's uh, yeah, Michael. Oh Jose. wow, that's hilarious! <laughs> they go, oh, it can't be Jace. It must be Jose. Jose, that's really <laughs> anyway, funny. But he's MJ. MJ. Um, well, you know, it's it's. This is how you and I relate so much. My stepfather, uh, his his name was Murray James, and I don't know if it was me or someone else who couldn't say Murray. And I think my mom used to call him, and I used to call him when I got older, Murray James. So we always, I called him MJ's. 
That was his name. So anyway, folks, uh, cool. you know, it, it, head up to our website, pottymiles.com. Check out our social media. Check out some of our affiliate links too. Help us out. You know, we've, we're, we're in this crisis together and, and you need stuff and we need to exist. So, you know, if, if, you, if you can help us out in that way or, John, if, if you're listening to this podcast, John, and, and you like what you and I have said to each other, share it with one of your friends. One person. One person. All it takes is one person, and if they listen and then they share, this it just if, snowballs. If you don't like it, though, Nick, share, share it anyways. Many people. That's right. You know, really, That's get right. a bunch of those. Share it with your enemies. Get yeah. a bunch of those idiots to log in, and and they'll really, uh, maybe they'll like it. I don't maybe, know. maybe. <laughs> All right, John. Have a fantastic week. I hope everyone else is safe and healthy. And hopefully we'll be back again next week. Take care, everybody. See you.